Hey friends, welcome back to the Eagle Community Church of Christ podcast. This is one of our Bible classes. This is our third Bible class. This is going back over the previous week's sermon over the Holy Spirit empowering people. So let's get into it. From the Spirit of God. Thoughts. Got some head shaking in. Kind of one of those things you can't explain, right? God didn't send you an email. Yeah, right? He didn't send you a letter. Yeah. How, how does he communicate with you? Yeah. Is it, I mean, isn't that what prayer is? Yeah. I mean, that, I've always heard he moves through the Spirit. And so that, that's how he does it, okay? Yeah. I can't can accept that. Uh, we prefer to have the email, right? And here, here's the proof where he talked to me, Scott. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. God can. Yeah. Yeah. He said it came from God, right? Um, and, and what we mentioned last week is in Genesis forty-one thirty-eight, Pharaoh attributed Joseph's gift to the Spirit of God. So, what do you think about an outsider like Pharaoh? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Same thing. What do you make of an outsider uh, like Pharaoh saying something like this? Looking at this gift and saying, this has got to be the Spirit of God. Some things can't be explained any other way. Yeah. Don't know how to explain it. Yeah. I wish somebody would interpret my dreams. Anybody else? I had a dream, I guess this morning, I dream a lot after my alarm clock, I hit that snooze. I don't know what it is, that brain's still still going, but I dreamed about two of my classmates from high school. I hadn't seen either one of them in years, but we were having a conversation about who knows what. And I'm going, where did that come from? You know, even that. Uh, much less all the stuff that, that Joseph interprets, right? Um, but one thing I want to point out is, even in the New Testament, often it is the outsider that sees the truth. That so many people that were right around Jesus didn't know who he was, but the outsider had the faith to know who Jesus was. The outsider had the faith to take a, a big step and do the big thing. That's interesting. All right, so did we settle on Bezalel? I, I, I re-listened to my sermons, and this was hard to listen to because I kept saying Bezalel and Oholiab, and every time it feels wrong. Bezalel was gifted with the skill to create beautiful things. Exodus 35 31 tells us that this was from the Spirit of God. Does this idea change how you thought God used his Spirit? <laughs> so the idea that, that God will, will bless us in ways that uh, some people are blessed to be creative, that they can, they can build things or they can make things and uh, just, just beautiful artwork, be artistic. You ever thought about this being from the Spirit of God? Well, I think we're all gifted in different ways. I mean, yeah. that's one of the ways. Yeah. It's many ways. Coach makes a good point there. How many of you think, like really think about God, you have blessed me in this way. Like, you have given me this gift in the way that I can do whatever. Do you think about that? We're going we're to ask that question explicitly at the, at the end, but uh, I'm, I'm curious about that because, as I've mentioned in this series and before, 
I think a lot of times we get so stuck in the, uh, I wish I had this gift. I wish I had their gift and not mine. That I wonder if we're thinking much about ours. Um, so, did, so did this bring up anything for you as we studied this last week? This creativity was given by God? Yeah. Is it everything from God? I'm sorry? Is it everything from God? Hmm. Everything is in everything? Every good thing? <laughs> picky, picky. Picky, picky. I'm sorry. Sorry to have to specify. Yeah. Well, I like that you're thinking along those lines because I think we should look at our lives and say, uh, ask how God has, has touched us and really given us the, our gifts, you know. Anything else? Um, God created us in his image, which we know, and obviously God is the ultimate uh, being in terms of his gifts and his talents. He has all of it. And so if he created us in his image, I do think that our gifts and talents are. That's a great point. Uh, and that's what Scripture is for, to, to tell us about who God is and thus who we are. Yeah. Uh, that we, uh, because God is creative, maybe we create. I heard uh, uh, Tolkien, who, who wrote uh, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, and I know I've asked this before, and like none of you are fans or, or know what that is. Uh, but uh, <laughs> some of you do. Okay, good. Some, some head shaking, yes, but uh, he had a, an interview one time about, so when he created The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, he, he not only created those books, but he created an entire world around them, like language, people, history, and uh, the interviewer was asking, asking him about that, and it's like, you know, we're, he said, you know, we are not the grand creator, so we sub-create, you know, we create here and, and make use of our abilities here, and I thought it was such a good uh, good answer for that, that we can, uh, because God is creative, we can't do the, the great things that God does, but we do get that creativeness because we are made in his image, right? And I really, I really enjoyed that. Uh, I had someone say that they had, uh, last week, that they hadn't really thought about this, that their creativity does come from God. Isn't that interesting? I think a lot of times we, again, we just have this one idea and we kind of get stuck in that. Um, Bezalel and Oholiab were also gifted to be able to teach others their craft. Have you ever been influenced by a gifted teacher? Have you? Anybody want to share a story of who or how or anything like that? Those, those people who are gifted teachers, they kind of stick out in my mind. How about you? They're, they're able to impact in a way that just... Not everybody is, right? Um, well, let's just go ahead and ask that question. What makes a great teacher? Got care. Got care? Someone that you know cares about you as, as you're being taught? Okay. Yeah, you have to care about who you teach. Yeah. Okay. Sub about the subject, about the people? Okay. That, that will never happen until you care about your kids. Yeah. I'm just teaching, talking as a teacher. <clears throat> What makes a great teacher? A lot of you said you've, you've had a great teacher before. Patient. They know stuff. They're trying to teach you that stuff. If you don't get it, you don't get it. 
so as you get to that point of learning it, yeah. Boys and God, a good example of that. Yes, ma'am. I had a teacher um, in college. I had to take algebra. So I was terrible in math up through uh, 12th grade, of course, and uh, never understood algebra. I was 85. But this one teacher, she was young, she was patient, and the whole classroom of us were kind of underperformers in math. But we were making A's in her class. Finally, Algebra. Thanks for the teachers in the next class that we needed Algebra 2, which they, she couldn't. We went to Algebra 2 in math and now we've got C's and things. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yes. Yeah, she's the only one that teaches. <laughs> I had a, my Greek teacher was that way. Like, I cannot imagine taking Greek from anyone else. Uh, patience. <laughs> patience, patience. Uh, because every time he would say, just, just like the English language, every time he would say, you know, this is this way, we want it to be that way every single time. I before E except after C and all these other exceptions that we have too, right? Uh, yeah, and, and I, I certainly certainly saw that same thing. Other people, what makes a great teacher? Yes, ma'am. I had a professor in college, a geology teacher, professor who had been everywhere in the world. And all he had to do was tell a story, yeah. and people were just amazed. Because yeah. that was his job, and he knew how to, you know, relay what he had done <coughs> firsthand, which was an amazing way to teach. Yeah. Love story. I bet you do too. I'm just kidding. Yeah, just captivated by again. I think that comes from the love that that person has from what they have done. Yeah. And I also had a high school band director who knew how to talk to high school kids. Yeah. And if you see anything about him on Facebook now, three decades of kids will come out and talk about what their experiences were and how great they thought he was. Awesome. To me, that's a legacy. Oh, absolutely. And you just hope if you're a teacher that you can impact people like that. And a lot of times you don't know if you have. Uh, that's what I talk about in ministry is... You know, we, we talk and we teach and we try, and you know, a lot of times you don't get the, the same feedback until later, you know. That, I mean, as a, as a high school kid, you probably don't have the perspective, the same perspective, you know. You may know you like them, but I think later on as you're able to kind of put into words, I think that's, uh, that's when you really uh, appreciate someone. teacher has to be able to be a, a thermostat and not just a thermometer. Hmm. you got to be able to set, set the temperature I'll tell you, and Scott, you probably appreciate that too. You know, when the bell rings, and I had the most anxiety because you know we don't have bells here. We have, you know, we think it's going to go from ten to eleven or whatever, ten to eleven ten or whatever, you know. But in, in college, when you've got that next class coming and that bell rings, that's the only thing I'm thinking about is I have got to get to that class. And that was always, uh, I don't know, I was, you might have said some outstanding things after that bell, but I was probably in the other class by then. Anything else you want to add to this? You have to know what it is you're teaching. Yeah. Trustworthy. Yeah. Trustworthy. And problem solver. Yeah. Yeah. 
You have to know what you're teaching. And, and what I would like to point out is, you know, even though we see that this was from the Spirit of God and this creativity that they were given, it doesn't say that this was an instantaneous woke up the next day and all of a sudden I didn't realize I could carve, you know, and I can carve and I can sew and I can, no, it doesn't say that though. It just says their gift was from God. And not only could they uh, do the thing, they could also teach it. Have you been around teachers who could not teach? Yeah, you remember those too, don't you? I've been, I've been around some, even in, uh, uh, in seminary, I've been around some teachers who were so smart. I don't know if that's the word. They certainly knew what they were teaching, but their ability to take that and teach it was not there. Not that they're a bad person for it, but I don't believe they had the gift of, of teaching, at least not most of us. Uh, one, of my, one of my classmates, a very gifted preacher and he, uh, he's, he's older than I am and just, just super sharp, went to a really good college and everything. And, and I knew I was okay when he had the same issues I had with that teacher. And he would actually speak to two teachers at once, and the other teacher would interpret between the two people. Like, I need to interpret it into your language so you can give it back, and then I can tell the students what to... And that doesn't make a great teacher, right? Uh, we need to be able to uh, to explain uh, what we've what we've got going on. All right, last week we talked about Samson. So I just want to ask you, why do you think Samson was gifted with strength? Why was that the gift for him? Any thoughts, ideas? Those of you who said, "Yeah, I think about the gifts God has given me," do you walk around and think, you know, maybe flex in front of the mirror a little bit? But yeah. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, that God could use this. Yeah. Okay. You didn't answer my question, though. Do you flex in front of the house? <laughs> Samson Jr. right here. First Samson, now John Gunter. Yeah. I can't relate. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> preach it, brother. Preach it. Uh, they, they keep having those uh, commercials on ESPN, 975hair.com. I keep thinking, well, it's a free consultation. <laughs> if I come in here with a full head of hair, y'all don't say a word about it. Y'all just, just keep on keeping on, okay? You can come in here with a full head of hair, I'll open over. That's right. Hey. <laughs> well, one of the guys that advertises for ESPN is, is one of their, their hosts, but uh, they broadcast live on, on Twitch. And every time I've tuned in, he's got a hat on. So, I mean, come on, man. You need to, I know, right? I mean, it's, uh, show that head of hair off. I would. I come in here with a big, thick head. You know, just go with me. All right. Sometimes Samson used his gifts for good, and other times he seemed to choose his own way. What should we take from this? And what we mentioned in the sermon last week was, uh, you know, Samson was gifted with this, this strength. Sometimes it said the spirit of the Lord was on him and he did some awesome things. And sometimes he just attacked people. <laughs> and I don't think the writer intended for us to think all of this was good from the spirit of God. But that we are gifted from the spirit and we are able to choose, even if that is strength, kind of how we use that. 
So what do you take from that? I have not yet, even as I've thought about it this week, I still have not ripped open a lion. Might be surprising to you, or a goat for that matter. What do you think? I'm sorry? Imperfect people. Imperfect people, yeah. And he still pours out his spirit on imperfect people. doesn't wait for us to be perfect or have it all together. Or, yeah. Everybody that God has gifted in this way has, um, I don't know, has had the choice, I guess, to, to do whatever. Uh, and, and so let's just ask that, that question, if you want to go somewhere else with it, or if you just want to go with Anita, and why does God allow us to use our gifts for evil or for our own personal gain? Saying, why does He give us free will? You want to answer that? Mm-hmm. Teach us what we do. Huh? It teaches us something when we do wrong. Teach us something when we do wrong. Okay. to bring this to our level, being in a relationship with someone who has to. Like they have no choice in the matter. Like I'm only here because I have to be. And quite honest, some of you may have been through relationships like that, right? Um, That's not a loving relationship, is it? That is, I have to be here, and that's the end of it, right? I think about this question, I think about how, how special I believe the gifts of the Holy Spirit are. And so it almost feels like what God should do is give me that gift when I plan to use it in the right way. Or that I am willing to step through that door knowing how he has gifted me. Uh, because we uh, certainly can hold on to our gift. And so it feels like Again, he should pull that. And we're going to see today that God does, in fact, or has, in fact, taken his spirit back from people, which is, which is interesting as well. All right? Let's talk about this. How has God gifted you? Anybody want to share how you feel God has, has gifted you? Or if you want to point at somebody else and say, I believe God has gifted you in this way. Right? Happy today. Happy. Does it feel like bragging to say this, or what do you feel? We have some people in this group that have beautiful voices. Yeah. Let's see what Diane did that she didn't call a name. She didn't look, she looked right at me. Yeah, she let, yeah. So nobody feels, you know, 
So, you know, um, I guess for most of my career, I, I was not a supervisor. In 2016, just on a whim, I decided to put in for a supervisor role, and somehow I got it. I don't know what they were thinking, but uh, it, it put me in a very, uh, it was very hard, but it was very good for me spiritually because I realized I could not do things without God. I knew I would mess it up. I would open my mouth. I would write an email, and I did plenty of that at first uh, to make people mad. Uh, but I, I realized daily I needed to pray to God and pray that, uh, that He would work through me and use me. And, yeah, and it, that whole experience taught me that the, the, you know, the Holy Spirit helps me to accomplish what I can't do on my own. And, uh, and He's been, been very, very good to me and helped me to grow and be more confident in what I do and leading other people. And, uh, but it was, I had to get to a place of dependence on God and be, have a lot of humility. And, and, and that humility, I switched because I messed up so much and I realized I can't do this without God. So I feel like, you know, it's not one gift He gave me, but I, I think it's a, for me, it was a daily thing. It's just pray, God, please help me today. Please don't let me screw this up. <laughs> and, and, and He did. He, he always delivers. He did then, still does today. It was, uh, it was a very growth, a period of tremendous spiritual growth for me, but I, I had to put myself in a precarious situation to where I was out of my way out of my comfort zone, uh, where I really, really needed daily. Yeah. I think what, what he touched on there is something we need to consider too is, you know, when you think about, you know, a gift from God, do you think about something that you just have always had? Uh, or do you think about some of those things that, you know, you have grown into. Again, uh, you know, Bezalel, it doesn't say that all of a sudden he woke up and, hey, boom. I can I can draw and I can create and I can do all these things. Uh, but I believe God gifts us in ways of, that, you know, we have a choice to step through that or not. Um, did you write a lot of per my last email or anything like that just to... Um, <laughs> no, I'm not going to put you on the spot. I have, some, I have some good examples to teach us. Okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, growth opportunities, I think, counseling language right there. Not that you've done anything wrong, but here are growth opportunities. Okay. Sounds very positive. Any other ways you want to share that God has gifted you? Maybe in ways that you didn't think about for a long time. Has anyone ever told you that you were gifted in a certain way and you hadn't thought about it? Like, I don't think God has gifted me. But you've got a clear gift of hospitality. Or you've got a way of making feel, of people feel good about a situation. Encouragement. So many ways that we could go over in Scripture, and we will as we go through this study, uh, of kind of gifts that God says he's given people. Spam. I was thinking about when I was real young, <clears throat> an older lady in church told me um, that I had the gift of encouragement. And I was a kid. And I remember just thinking, oh, that's what this, that's what that, like, like whatever I was doing, she interpreted it that way. And it gave me a new lens to look at it through. And I think that has stuck with me of like, oh, 
that's that's some that's not just like a personality trait, you know. So I think it's really really important that when we see them, when we see gifts in other people, especially young young kids, like even when we're teaching Bible class, like um, to point point it out, you know, or to the teenagers when you see these teenagers like. You know, when I see Chase running around and, and playing with Logan and Evan after church, I take him aside and I say, like, do you see every teenage boy here doing what you're doing? No. There's a reason for that. Like, so that they see it and they know what it is because they take it. They It means something if they hear it from somebody that they care about and know that loves them. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think we can help encourage and, and that it... Because we're not, nobody's wanting to jump in and say it because it feels awkward and you feel embarrassed. I don't want this next, like, I don't want my kids to feel embarrassed. Yeah. If somebody says, how has God gifted you? I want them to be able to rattle off a long list. Yeah. You know? I think what you what you said about pointing it out is, is excellent because I think I think what we can do sometimes, like, like with your example, and, and Chase is fantastic with the kid, you know. I think what we can do sometimes is look around and, like you said, do you see other... The other teenage boys doing this, I think what we can do is say, man, I'm different. Does that mean weird? You know, does that mean, you know, what does that mean? When you can say, you know, I see this as a gift from God. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not saying I'm chasing the weird. Yeah, yeah, well, you know. Which may be another gift from God. <laughs> it absolutely is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anybody else? All right, do you pray for God to gift you in certain ways? I got some heads shaking yes, some not sure, some no. Anybody want to share anything like that, or we just... Those nine nine words of the gift of the Holy Spirit, you know, I, I don't do very well at all of them. Huh? Or maybe not. I mean, I've been really, really good at setting a bad example, but yeah. Growth opportunity. Yeah. I know when I was in the first, I, I taught a couple of ladies Bible classes and stuff. Um, and I know when I, I was so scared the very first time. I was so scared, and so I mean, I asked, you know, and I prayed to God that He would, you know, help me. Stuff and I, everybody said I did a great job, so mm. I mean, that, that was from God because that, that wasn't me because I can't do stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, and I've shared this before that ministry has a way of doing that to you. Again, the, the, the sermon you felt like I nailed it, yeah, I don't think anybody else got it, got much out of it. But the sermon, I walk to the back and want to keep walking out the back door. That's when somebody comes up and says, I need to hear that. And you're going, okay, <laughs> that was not for me. Because what I think I did was, you know, subpar. And uh, God uses even the subpar, right? Or what you uh, think is subpar even. Any other prayers for, for certain gifts? Anybody wish you could do something better? Like Scott mentioned, fruits of the Spirit. You pray for those things? Like I'm, like Scott says, I'm. You know, sometimes I'm not good at many of those. Do you pray that, that God will help you with that? 
does it feel like something I just need to work harder at? I think, uh, and I didn't pull this up, but uh, uh, Laura has a book, again, from uh, Chris Wright that we're using on Wednesday night. I'm using for this class, or uh, using for this sermon series as well. Uh, but he has a prayer from John Stott to open his book that is just fantastic. And I've used this before, I think right when I first got here, but it is a prayer basically to, you know, to open up all of this stuff. God, I, I want this from you. And I think, I think sometimes we're so afraid that God may gift us in this way. Now what? Now what I do if you, God, you have uh, uh, gifted me in this way? And, and so do you pray that God will allow you to use your gifts? But I see the way God has gifted me. How scared are you to, to use them? Any thoughts? said you put yourself in a position where you know you're going to need God's gifting to be able to do it and often we just don't even put ourselves in those positions mm-hmm. so just stick with what we're comfortable with and then there's not really an opportunity for him to grow you like that and yeah. I mean it's that joke about praying for patience right like mm-hmm. you don't necessarily want to pray for that um something in your life uh, that you grew from, but you would categorize it as difficult. Like growth was hard. That's where the wisdom comes from. It's hard situation. Yeah. You can get wisdom from easy things. Right. <laughs> but do we sprint into that? We know that. We've experienced it. Almost everybody's head was shaking. Yeah. But how much do we, how much energy do we spend like avoiding the hard and the difficult, setting up the, the self-protection. It's fair. And as a parent, the energy we spend trying to protect our kids from the same thing, yeah. we're keeping them from everything that's going to help them grow. Yeah. Talking to myself. Yeah. Sometimes other people have opinions about that too, don't they? Yeah, but... Yeah, everybody, everybody parents differently, and so if you're not doing it this way, you're wrong. So what keeps you from giving, uh, from using your gifts for God? Anything specific? Fear, yeah, big one. Probably more fear of failure. Sure. I don't want to go through that. Maybe you've seen somebody else fail or, you know, yeah. Uh, 
uh, we can lead in that way too as a church. Um, one time I was at a church and they were talking about going to small groups and uh, the only thing they wanted to talk about with the leadership at that point was, well, we've heard stories that sometimes these things don't work out. Okay. And you know of anything anywhere that has worked 100% of the time? No. But the way you grow, the way you learn is to do, right? Um, what is it when it, whoever created the, the light bulb? It wasn't actually Edison, was it? That was, what was that guy's name? Um, I can't remember if it was, which one of them it was, but kept trying to uh, create the filament. You know, failed so many ways, and they want to know if it was a failure. He said, no, I, I learned how not to make one, you know, that many times. I think that's a positive spin on what we could be learning. Uh, I'm the same way, you know. It's uh, I told you guys last week that when I realized that I needed to go into ministry, I had I believe God had put us in a place that just fostered growth. It was a point where... I knew we had to do it, and I've told you guys we were a part of a, a great church, a part of a great young families ministry that we were really involved with. I was a deacon, and I knew I had to let go of all that. And that was not easy at all, because at that point, that you know, your your whole social group is your protection in some way. You know, I can I can perform functions within that because I know you love me, and you'll care for me, and you'll be there if I fall, kind of thing, if you fail. But when I step out of that, what's going to happen? Uh, and, and that's what we had a, a end-of-the-year small group uh, class and or just a, the meeting at my house. We had some phenomenal food. Is that how everybody would categorize it? Yeah, yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, okay. Uh, but, but that's part of the discussion is, you know, we're sitting around with a bunch of leaders, people who have been gifted to lead, open their homes, do all of these things, and we're looking at people like if we just grouped up all of the people that met at my house, we would have a phenomenal group, right? Have a great group of people who wanted to speak all the time, a great discussion. But if that's all we did, if that's all we did was huddle up with the people we're comfortable with and that would fit perfectly, how would we lead the church? How would we lead everyone? And so what this takes a lot of times in ministry or in life is to step out. Is to step out from your comfort zone and to pray, God, will you will you take over in this? Because again, this this idea that I'm not self sufficient, God, I want you to to do this, and He will, He will do it. Uh, Anita shared, you know, being able to teach. How many of you taught? Remember teaching a Bible class for the first time? Yeah, everybody just super confident in that, right? I remember being scared to death because I thought they're going to ask a question that I don't know the answer to. And I'll tell you what I learned after having, you know, two degrees in ministry is I'm comfortable saying I don't know when I don't know. And that helps things be comfortable. And just allow God to use your gifts in the ways that you have them. Any final thoughts, words, complaints? Jonathan. One thing I forget to do when I is, is the prayer aspect of using my gifts as a guide. I try to figure out, okay, what are my gifts and how am I going to use them? And I start putting a plan together in my head without ever consulting God about it. I think if 
own experience, just praying that God will work through me. And he will, I believe He will make it clear to you, to everyone, what their gifts are. He's going to put you in situations where you're going to need Him, and you're going to have to use those gifts. So it's going to be abundantly clear what He gave you and how He blessed you. It may, it may not be one gift, it may be different tomorrow than it is today. But I felt a long time a lot of frustration. I don't know what my gift is. I don't, because I was looking for one thing, one something that would really that blow somebody out of the water. And a lot of times it's just very small, subtle things, but it makes a difference in somebody's life. So I've learned the hard way that starting with prayer, praying from a, sense of a very place of uh, humility that God will use me just like I would use a, a hammer or a screwdriver. He's going to use me And I'll just add uh, one thing to what he said, and I think a lot of that's about perspective. Even the things you, you come to, like you said, you, you are looking for the flashy or the big or whatever, and, uh, but I think somebody else might look at, at you and see that and see your gift as, man, I wish I had that because that would be the big and the flashy. And I see how God has gifted you. And I think that's uh, a lot of that's perspective. And that's why I say if you don't know what your gift is, ask someone else. Ask someone who loves you cares for you and what they can see in your life. All right, thanks for being here. That's the end of our class. We will uh, see you in just a few.